Hello and welcome to episode 54 of A Fortnight in Film. I'm your host, Jason. And I'm your co-host, George. And I'm your third co-host, Jacob. Who wants to kick off our pre-discussion? I have some... Uh, some it's probably up your alley, but I'm going to say George because it's that old. But um, So I watched a couple of um, Shirley Temple films lately for the first time, which were actually surprisingly good. Like, I enjoyed them. Surprisingly? Were you expecting them to be poor? No, but I was like, I didn't, I didn't know how I would go watching films from the 30s that just featured a singing, dancing girl. and you know. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so there was a very good one I watched called Rebecca Sunny Book Farm, which I gave four stars to, um, which had some very good musical numbers in it. And then I watched another one called Heidi, which has been, you know, there's a lot of versions of Heidi out there because it's adapted from some European story years and years and years ago which was good it wasn't as good as Rebecca of Sunny Book Farm but it was good for what it was and when I, I own a few others as well um which I have to watch but I was like they were you know I'm like I want to check out more Shirley Temple stuff now like for, for how young she was like she was and we're just talking about child acting on last episode obviously like for some of these and she was young in these films like she wasn't like a Mason Thames who I said was I'm guessing was like 14 or something like she was like five six seven eight and she was, and she was like commanded the screen. I was like, that's very hard to do at that age. It was very hard to do at all, really, but especially at that age. <laughs> I mean, I've only seen one film of hers, and not when she was a child, when she was like twenty. Um, so I have experience of her as a child actress, but I know she was a huge star. Um, oh yeah, she was like yeah. superstar, you know, when she was around. Yeah, so. probably the most famous child actress of that of that era. Oh, certainly, apart yeah. from Judy Garland, I guess. But she, but Shirley Temple was an actual child actress. Yeah, she was like, a, yeah. <laughs> A child, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. I just thought I'd give a shout out to okay. shout out to Shirley yeah. Temple. Do you have Do you have any words of wisdom, George, on on anything you want to discuss? Um, I thought I'd highlight. I thought I'd highlight a couple of um black exploitation films that I've seen recently. I don't know if it, well, Jason. I don't know. You probably wouldn't watch any of those. Um, Jacob, I'm not sure. If you would, I'm not sure. Maybe the the main one is um Shaft, which is the most famous one, uh, which actually I get I think I gave it three and a half stars, so I didn't like it. Um, but I, it's more iconic for sort of Richard Roundtree, who's who played Shaft. He's just so cool. His outfit is so cool. I'm going to watch a black exploitation film tomorrow. There we go. Which one? Trouble Man from 1972. Okay, I haven't heard of that. Starring but like Robert Hooks and Paul Winfield. Okay. There we go. But I mean, Shaft is the one that sort of kicked it off pretty much. It's the most famous one. But I did want to highlight one called Truck Turner, um, which I watched. And it is just, I think I gave it four and a half stars. I just fell in love with it. Like the music, the atmosphere. Um, Isaac Hayes, who, who plays Truck Turner, he's just so cool. And like you have all these different like pimp and all their like outfits from the seventies, and it's just so it's just so there's like a funeral for a pimp, and all the other pimps turn up in these like cow skin outfits and like massive hats. It's just it's awesome. Uh, and then you have like the sort of seventies music, which is cool. There's a massive car chase. I just love that film, so I wanted to recommend it to anyone who likes that sort of stuff. Um, it's so fun, and I bought it. I I then got it for Christmas. Um, and there's a commentary by the director, which I need to listen to, um, which is apparently good. Well, hopefully uh, I like the one I see tomorrow, because the soundtrack of that... What's it called is, again? It's Remind called me? Trouble, Trouble Man. Trouble, I'm just looking it up on Letterboxd. And Trouble the soundtrack Man. is by uh, Marvin Gaye, actually. He did the whole soundtrack, so... Oh, okay, yeah, that's on my... It's on my watch list, surprise, surprise. Along with the other 7,999. Uh, what, what isn't? What isn't? <laughs> So no, I mean it has good way. The plot sounded interesting, you know, and it's meant to be a very sort of cool crime thriller sort of film. So I mean, yeah, I mean they have their problems. Black exploitation films, hence the name. It's sort of exploiting black people. I think the 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 idea behind black exploitation and a lot of you know black directors making black exploitation is because black people were in a way already being exploited by Hollywood, and then it's like a way of subverting that. I mean, I've only seen like four or five. The others being uh, Coffee, which stars uh, Pam Greer, which is awesome. And then uh, Foxy Brown, which has Pam Greer as well. Because Tarantino loved those films so much, he then cast Pam Greer in um, Jackie Brown. 
Uh, so Tarantino loves loves all that stuff. Um, so yeah, that's my little speech yeah. on black exploitation. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for attending. <laughs> yeah. When you said you watched uh, you watched an interview on the mm-hmm. Blu-ray for that movie, Truck Truck Turner. What movie was that again? It's a it's a director commentary. So it's a commentary by the director explaining. Right. So yeah, the special yeah. features on that, I realized I bought Suspiria, the original Suspiria on Blu-ray. Recently no, don't, don't say that, Jason. <laughs> We've discussed it. We've discussed it on the podcast. <laughs> you, you must have forgotten it from your mind. No, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't forgotten. <laughs> Sorry, Jason. So the, it has the movie, like just one disc. There's no two discs. It's on Blu-ray. Yeah. It has the movie, but it also has like three 50-plus minute documentaries on it. How insane is that? Oh yeah, yeah. My, I, I think it's might the same one. I have, I have the four K by a Synapse Films. Don't know if it's the same company. Yeah, there's like, yeah, there's like two commentaries, three. But the thing is, it's not just that. Like a lot of my Arrow releases, my Eureka releases, my Hong Kong stuff. They all, <laughs> they, sorry, they all have like two or three commentaries, five interviews. Like some of the special features are awesome on on these discs. Um, which I appreciate. They they put a lot into it. There's what there's a label called um um eighty eight films, which is in the UK, and they release and they release a lot of like um Hong Kong uh sort of uh horror sort of genre genre stuff, um and they always go really hard on all the on all the special features, which I like. You can't get that with streaming. You can't get that with even piracy. No, 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 no. Uh, it makes it a richer experience to wait after you watch the film, for sure. Exactly. Good to yeah. own your media if you really love the movie. Yeah, yes, yeah. love yeah. that. We like we physical media on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's. Yeah. Let's let's move on to the the film in question. Yeah. <laughs> so my pick was Fright Night. It's a vampire movie. So Charlie Bruce is seventeen years old. And that's what it says here. But again, it's a very easy plot if you skip some of the fine details he lives next door uh, vampire moves in next door and he watches a show called fright night like that's the name of the tv show on that that he watches and it's um what's his name the vampire hunter uh peter uh peter Peter Vincent. vincent which i think was i actually that was so convincing I googled him. I'm like, is this a real TV? Show? Yeah, I was convinced like, too. I'm like, <laughs> and I googled Peter Vincent. I wasn't getting anything. I'm like, oh, it must not be real. Like... He's he's based um he's based on um um Vincent, Vincent Price, Price partly Peter and um Peter yeah. um Peter um well, why has my mind gone blank? I've literally watched like so much of the films. <laughs> Peter um, Law is it? No, 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 no. Um. Peter... Where's your cheat sheet? Peter Parker. Peter Cushing. <laughs> Peter Cushing. Cushing. That's Cushing. It. Cushing. Oh, yeah, he's he's it's like he's <laughs> his character's meant to be like an homage to those two. Um, right. Yeah. People. So he's they the were so vampire like, hunter. Yeah. <laughs> so he's in this show called Fright Night, and so he's like the Van Helsing of this TV series called Fright Night on TV, and it's obviously as a in the movie as Charlie's favorite movie series show whichever because apparently he's also a movie star a washed up movie star um it turns out to be so the vampire moves in next door he's trying to convince everyone that because he watches his show and everybody knows that he loves this show um and he starts telling people i swear there's a vampire living next door and nobody believes him because oh you just watch too many vampire shows i think that's what the main premise is based on he has these two friends like he's sort of girlfriend and and um i forgot what the nickname of, of evil evil ed. evil ed evil ed. Evil ed. I'm, I'm terrible with names so evil ed um like uh, amy amy is the girlfriend the amy world. yeah amy. so he tries to convince them and they don't believe him and even um the peter vincent doesn't believe him when he goes and tries to chase him and you know, he thinks it's a fan and everything. So obviously they get Peter Vincent in there and they do tests and Peter Vincent ends up turning around in the end anyway. Um, and actually finds the confidence to, to kill the vampire. Well, well, just and, wait, just um, quickly important point in that test scene, Peter Vincent sees he has a mirror and he, and he sees that he's not there. 
so that's how he realized because he 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 tries the water but obviously the water's fake because they all think it's it's not real so then he sees the mirror and he realizes and that's when they all decide to yeah go in. yeah so 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 yeah so that's pretty much like pretty much the the plot you know vampire next door yeah they try to figure out if he's a vampire the vampire it's all the usual tropes of, of a vampire movie yeah I'll, I'll just yeah and then i'll fit in quickly evil ed is transformed into a vampire um then the he basically amy amy gets taken seduced in a nightclub scene and then she gets taken back and is turned into a vampire and then basically charlie and peter have to go and rescue amy um peter gets attacked by ed who's now a werewolf and then ed gets staked through the heart yeah and then they basically defeat they basically end up defeating um the vampire and um, amy gets saved so this is why we have and, you um, on this podcast yeah. george george is the driving force of this podcast as i've heard <laughs> i mean i'm just that was off the that was off the cuff um purely because i just remember the, the those are pretty yeah key absolutely points towards the end um, so I, I wanted to try and change my approach a bit. I, I swear in my mind, I, I knew that I could figure out, I thought that I could figure out a way to just say vampire moves in next door. And then this, and then and that. No, you did a good job. You, no, you did a good job. It's fishing for compliments. <laughs> no, I don't know. No, no, it's just, fine. It's I fine. just think some details, <laughs> some details of, with regards to the characters were just a bit necessary there. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I wanted to get into okay. the details okay. after. I've dropped the gun. I've dropped the gun. <laughs> I've, ruined, I've ruined your intro. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'll hold off next time. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all in right. the name of yeah. fun anyway. Okay. So, um, how do we want so to tackle like, this? Yes. Yeah, so, so in, in my notes, because I've been writing notes about this sort of stuff, and my notes are so mm -hmm. haphazardly written. <clears throat> Apparently, Tom Holland, the director, also directed Child's Play. Yes, and he wrote um, Psycho 2 um, before this. And Friday Night was his directorial debut. This was his debut. And could I just quickly say, he sort of drew inspiration for Friday Night from like his love of sort of classic horror films, um, and sort of a blending of horror and comedy. It's like an homage to classic horror films, almost. Hence the Peter Cushing and Vincent Price name drop and all of that. So, yeah. Yeah. And I... I found out that um, the Peter Peter Vincent character also mm -hmm. put his own little spin on it, which is how he evolved into sort of a washed up um, actor. And people say that it's a very sort of like Hammer horror esque sort of character, which I think adds a, a charm to that character as well. You know, and the sort of that and like like in the beginning, the the very meta nature i call it a meta reference um sort of referencing breaking the fourth wall almost mm -hmm. th three and a half th th third yeah. and a half wall um how the tv is like the show yeah, is called yeah. fright night and yeah what's happening in the tv show is also happening outside it's sort of like an in-joke it's very much an in-joke like a sort of yeah and I, I, yeah, I thought that was sure. a fantastic in yeah. like introduction to the movie as well like it's already saying like so well thought out but I mean, most of the beginning is a little bit slow. Um, like a lot of very important details. Well, you've got to establish uh, the vampire moving in and him sort of looking in and sort of yeah. he sees the coffin going by and, and all that stuff. He sees a coffin going by yeah. and all the people, all the women going missing yeah. and, you know, all these murders happening. Well, missing, they're finding the bodies. And that's where um, it's Charlie, right? <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Brewster. Um, sort of puts two and two together and goes, oh, this is vampire that lives next door. And I sort of chuckled when he was looking through the, the window at um, the the woman um, yeah. without a top on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, um, that's such like a 80s. The vampire's name, Jerry. That's such like a teen movie moment, though. I love it. Like that, yeah. you know, it's classic. Classic teen movie thing, looking on the girl changing in the window. <laughs> And I, I find that the name Jerry is a very sort of like neighbor name as well. Jerry, it's like, Jerry it's like a vampire yeah. name. I think, yeah. 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 So um, he Jerry's getup as well, like his costume design, if you want to call it that, was very um, thriller. Yes. Like yeah. Michael Jackson's thriller, yeah, yeah. which I think was released a couple of years before this film as well. Yeah. So I thought maybe yeah. they were sort of like riffing off that. Yeah. 
Well, um, and, and that obviously had a that obviously had a horror element too, because you know the whole music video was the the zombies and the werewolves, and you know who was and Vincent Price was in the uh, the voiceover. For that. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, he's the one. Who, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. That could have been a very deliberate link, you know, to reference that. What, uh, what would you star it out of interest, Jacob? What did you have it as? I would probably give it a uh, three and a half. Okay. That's know, fair. Yeah. Because, again, the special effects were fantastic. Oh, I love I love the practical effects in this. I'm, I'm going to talk and about And that, that's what, you know, like, I, I did enjoy it a lot, especially that closer to the end. Because in the beginning, it, 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 it was a yeah. bit a bit bland in the beginning but yeah i can see how the start of the middle can drag a, a tad it does it's not really the case for me but i can see it for other people um because yeah i have it i have it at four and a half stars um so i love it i love it so i love it a lot um for me it's just it's like the perfect combination of sort of horror comedy you know there's some genuine frightening moments some light-hearted humor i think it mixes very well um i love the sort of nostalgic 80s atmosphere and fashion the music all the sort of cultural references i love all that stuff um i like the performances i thought i thought everyone is great in this film not obviously not oscar worthy because it's an eight it's like a it's like a horror camp 80s film so it's not going to be oscar worthy but i think everyone's good in in their roles um especially especially ronnie mcdowell right who i think is fantastic um I also like the whole twist on the like the vampire mythology because obviously you haven't really seen before like a sort of suburban like a suburban setting neighbor vampire coming in. it's quite like fresh for the time and there's like new groups like um like Jerry eats like fruit which is weird for a vampire and I read he said that he wanted to envisage himself as like a, a fruit, fruit that that's what he turns vampire. into yeah which is kind of interesting yeah yeah, yeah which I think is funny um, I think the plot is very suspenseful. It's very engaging. There's good tension, good twists and turns. I think it's well written, very clever. Um, I like the soundtrack, and I love uh, the uh, practical effects are just so good. And I wanted to highlight a number of things. The first transformation of Jerry into a vampire. You know when he's in Charlie's room and he like gets the, like the pencil in the hand and he like turns around. And he, I, I, that scene is so good for me. I love that. Scene. Oh, that's right. He sort of spins. And he turns around. And he spins around. He's got like yeah. the full vampire face makeup on. I love that. Yeah. Um. When um, oh, what's he called? The you know like his like friend in the house, the like sidekick guy. Is he called Billy? I can't remember his name. Oh, um, he's familiar. The like, the, like he undead guy. Familiar. Yeah. I, his death scene, I was like, whoa. You know, when he's all the green goo is yes. coming out and he turns into yeah, a skeleton. Was... Oh, I was like, I, I, I think I shouted out, like, that's fucking amazing. Yeah, like, like the way he melted. I, I love just a bit a of melted skull. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, I love the werewolf scene when he when he transforms back into a human, his death scene, Evil Ed. Because it's not it's just a practical effects, but you can see him almost like, like crying and sort of sad about the fact that he's dying. Like, you, you better feel sorry for him. And Roddy McDowell is great in that scene because you can see him feel pity for Evil Ed as, as he dies. So I I love that. Um, and then, of course, the ending when, you know, the sunlight comes in and um, Jerry is like the full vampire and he's like melting in the sunlight and screaming. I, I thought, does the effects are so good? Um, I have a, a really interesting fact about that scene too. Mm-hmm. So you know how he yeah. sort of melts away in that sort of weird yeah. half bat form, whatever, and he turns into yeah. a skeleton. So yeah. apparently that skeleton prop <coughs> was going to be used for um, the, you know, in Ghostbusters, the beginning of Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, in the library, yeah. the librarian lady. Yeah, yeah, that was going to be used. That's the exact oh, same okay. prop. And the reason why they didn't yeah. use it is because they thought it would be too scary. So they yeah. use something else because it's the oh, same okay. prop, same um, special effects artist as that makes Ghost, sense. Yeah, Randall, Randall William Cook, Randall William Cook, because yeah. he did Ghostbusters and he did the thing as well. Oh, um, yeah. And I think so, yeah. But yeah, the like attention to detail and, and, and like sort of the like the nuances of the transformations, all the all the gore, it's just so it's so good, and it's way better than modern CGI. It's just so much more like creative and better to look at if. And I, I haven't seen the 2011 Fright Night. I'm sure it's much, much worse. 
but like it's terrible if you like it's good but it's terrible yeah but like i bet you it's just crap cgi in that film all of the gore and transformations i reckon it's just crap cgi you know um i don't i haven't seen it so i can't speak to that properly but i just love it it gave it like four stars or something that would be the negative of the coffin. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be gone. I'd be gone. Yeah, You're quitting the podcast on the spot. Um, That'll be a future pick. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want to get disappointed again, I'm happy to keep disappointing you. If you want to keep picking, I will. Um, I will. And I'll I just, love it. I love the disappointment. Yeah, yeah I'll just keep handing out half stars. <laughs> I just want to say quickly. I'll stop. I'll stop uh, talking in a minute. But I want to say I love the sort of all the classic aura homage. Uh, I mentioned Peter Vincent's character, but there's all the like the classic vampire tropes, like the it feels fresh. But they also have all like the crosses of the sunlight, the sort of the um he has to be invited to enter the home, um, sort of nightclub scene. I love you know when he's sort of seducing Amy. It's like she she basically transforms into like a new woman over the course of that scene and. And, and you're not sure whether it's him using his vampire powers to like seduce her, or if it's her actually being seduced by him. Like it sort of it sort of blurs the line between those two. And then when they're dancing, she turns around and sees in the mirror that he's not there when you know when they're sort of twirling. And I think that reveal, and I think that reveal is so good. Um, so I love I, I sort of the music in that. It's like the '80s disco scene. I just love that. Um, and you've got all like the sort of incorporation of the classic horror archetypes, like the teenager facing the supernatural threat, which has been done before, but it feels sort of fresh still. You've got the mix of the horror and the humor, homage to the hammer horror stuff, practical effects, the sort of gothic atmosphere. The, the, the whole mansion is like a sort of gothic, it's like a sort of gothic atmosphere, which is reminiscent of those hammer horror films with all the, with all the mist and the fog, all the green lighting. It's great. Um, so yeah, there's just a lot of things I love about this film. I, I just think it's fun, you know. It's just it's just so much fun, um, and yeah, it's just a joyful a joyful ride, which I'm sure Jason disagrees very much with. Um, but I just love most. Oh, I recognise. Obviously, it's not a perfect film. It has flaws, like all of these '80s horror camp ones do. But like, if I was voting with my head, it might be I don't know a four star maybe. But I just had so much fun watching it that I just had to bump it up to a four and a half. Um, so yeah, and I think this is the best vampire film that doesn't feature Dracula. But like aside from Dracula, I think this is this is the best vampire film I, I've seen. Um, so yeah, that's my so one question over. with that. When you say Dracula, does that extend to something like Nosferatu? Is that you're talking the same? Yes. Is that the same yeah. thing? Like, like okay. Bram, Bram Stoker's because I prefer Bram Stoker's Dracula over yeah. over Fright Night. But I'm, yeah. I mean, like something like Near Dark or something, which yeah, I know yeah. you also like. Yeah. But yeah. I think this is the best. Vamp- yeah, I think this is the best vampire film apart from Dracula stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I could go into more, but maybe we can get it out of the way. Jason, do you want to? Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then and then you can get back into it. So well, I've said most of what, oh, okay. but yeah, you 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 go. Yeah, well, I mean, so it's good you two had so much to say about it because I have very little to say, but I'm sure that I do have to say uh, neither of you particularly like. Um, <laughs> so as I've alluded to, yes, I gave it half a star, of course, saying true to form. Um, I I don't really know what to say other than. I found the whole thing uh, much in the vein of other horror films uh, I've had to watch for the podcast, like um, Brain Dead, like Near Dark, like um, From Dust Till Dawn to the Girl. Well, that's maybe not the best one because that was different. But, you know, I found it in the sort of vein of probably something like, say, Near Dark and Brain Dead, which I believe are both 80s too. Um, uh, Brain is ninety two, so nearly. Let's say in that ten years, mm-hmm. to where it was just the, the, you know the story, the characters, the acting, the dialogue. I just found it all very cringy and just like this sort of 
low budget sort of thing like uh, and i get what maybe said maybe that's a thing with 80s horror that's what they're going for and they're going for this camp thing and it's over top and it's crazy and it but I'm just like I cannot, and, and, and so and so I will put a caveat in there and say because I was just looking at my at my horror list, right? So so if I look at the top twenty films I have in my horror list, it's probably a fifty fifty split in terms of films that feature no or films that feature you know the supernatural, um, you know zombies, um, ghosts. Uh, there's no vampire ones, you know, like creatures of some kind or some supernatural element. And the other half does not feature any of that. It's just like normal people, but it's a horror film. Right? So I'm not opposed to films that, you know, feature creatures and ghosts and supernatural and all this sort of crazy stuff. Right. Cause I think there's a lot of good examples of that. Right. I like the shining to a degree obviously has supernatural elements in it. Um, the conjuring, I thought was a great film that obviously has supernatural in it. Um, something like Incantation, which I know we all discussed. Um, which I know you two weren't the biggest fans of it. I thought it was great. That obviously had supernatural things in it. Um, one I just watched recently, which has very poor ratings on Letterboxd, but I thought it was great, was Night Swim that just came out. I thought it was a great film, really effective horror. So like, I'm not opposed to, and there's others too, like The Crazies, that's a zombie film. 28 Days Later, of course, is a classic um the devil's advocate where opportunity plays the devil great film um so like i'm not opposed to you know creatures or supernatural or whatever because it's not so much a i guess i didn't like this film not because i was like oh that's so ridiculous but it was more like it was more the execution i guess when the idea is my point i think mean, I, I can get behind creatures and supernatural stuff if it's done well. And I guess I came away from this thinking it wasn't done well. I'm sure you two thought it was. See, I think, I think the script, I think the script is just incredibly clever. I think the script um, is just incredibly clever. And yeah, I, that was actually my next point. I put, I put, I didn't find it gripping or tense at all. I put the horror was as non-existent as the drama. So. <laughs> I mean, I would say it's less tense than other horrors I've seen because the focus is more on the horror comedy and practical effects side. Like it's yeah. not trying to be an all-out horror where you're scared no, for no, the whole no, way yes. through. Like it's a, it's a horror comedy basically, and it's a bit of eighties cheese. So you know, it's not gonna but, be like yeah, that. I just, as I expected, um, I didn't have a good so, time of it, but I didn't think I would. So, is it the approach? Because I think when you watch one of these, even with Silent Night, Deadly Night, which was ridiculous as well in in a lot of ways, a lot of plot holes. <laughs> Even Blood Rage is ridiculous. You know, as well, maybe approaching it more from like, let's have some fun. Right, but I can't have, do like, that. I can't, I can't, I can't. My brain doesn't work. Maybe that's no, because. My brain doesn't work that way. Why? Why? See, I, see for me, I just can't imagine existing. <laughs> this isn't being yeah. insulting or anything. I just can't, I just can't imagine existing when you're not watching any films where you're like, let's just have a bit of fun. No, I mean, this. there are some. I, I just can't um, imagine being okay. like that in the first place. Sometimes right. it's the point, but also it is, this film is Sometimes also like, well. It's the point of it. It's the it's point like of being the, over the point the of Fright Night is a joyful. It's the difference between me horror. going like like come here and talk yeah. to me, or being like come here and talk yeah. to me, and like you know what I mean. Yeah, it's just a bit silly. It's just a bit silly fun, you know. Over exaggerating acting. That was a bad example, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, okay, yeah. I'll give you an example, which you and I had, have actually discussed. George is like Cry Baby. Right, I'm like that's a film. I know I like that a lot more than you do, but that's a film. Where I'm like, I can, and I've watched seen that countless, countless times. But I'm like, I can watch that. It, that is a very camp. So you can feel joy when it comes to films. Yeah, but it's like, but it has to, you know. It's so like something like Cry Baby is a very camp film, very over top. John Waters is completely leaning in the satire. Like it's satire taking off Greece and all that, and that's a very fun film, very ridiculous, over top in its antics, and it's a great watch. All right. Um, so I can back do that. Future. It's just, it's just, yeah. Back to the Future. That's a great film. Um, it's a great movie. That this movie was similar in 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 almost in feel. You know, I do not think it's well crafted in its practical effects. Well, I don't. I don't know enough about. But you can tell, Jason. You can tell that they're good practical effects. <laughs> you can tell that they're good practical effects in this film. Surely you can tell that. Yeah, but but I I also feel like I. I feel like I don't have enough knowledge of 
horror films like that to know if coming away to be like, oh, that was good practical effect, that was bad, because I'm like, I can't tell. I'm like, I don't like I, I can appreciate what it was, but I'm like, I, I don't I don't know because I'm not seeing enough special effect things or other things. I, so I'm like, I couldn't in good faith be like, oh, they were really good because I don't know. I mean, I didn't hate them, but. What about the the part again with the um the vampire's familiar melting? Yeah, like, getting shot in the head, getting shot, getting spelled. Like, top class. And just the way that he came back, the way that he came back, and like one of his eyes was slightly out. Yeah, yeah. He's walking like the yeah. tiny details the hands, of the that. hands with the, the goo hands. coming out the hands. The and way then his they head melting and away. Like you can tell that's. That's world class Hollywood that effects. Top notch, that. Yeah, they just don't make Maybe, it. Like I don't that know. <laughs> no. It is. No, but it is. We're, we're, we're telling you that you won't that get better practical effects. I think the eye, the eye and stuff, and yeah, again, yeah. but, but the who, eye is who, what sort of did it for worked, me. Who worked on this again, Jacob? The special effects. It was the same oh, guys. The, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters and the well. thing. The thing yeah. has some of the best practical effects ever, and it's the same guy that worked on the thing. So, like, you know, you're in for a good special effects. Right. But again, you know, yeah. you don't go into the movie like knowing that it's that. But when when that scene, for example, happens, you just like again with the toy, like when last um, episode, the black phone. I thought that it was uh, very creative using the top of the toilet to dig the hole, only because it's a very. I have something about them using a very specific item in a very specific way that I'm like, someone was creative here. This was creative in the sense that. They could have just had him come back as a zombie and he melted, but he, they didn't. They had the eyes, they had the hands, they slowly melted to the skeleton, to nothing. Like it was just so creative and well thought out. Speaking, of, speaking about the black phone, it's like there's that scene in the black phone where the phone is like sort of bulging almost, like a sort of heartbeat. And you could tell it was just shit CGI, rubbish CGI, where it, where an 80s film would have the actual phone bulging. The actual phone would be bulging, like in video drawing. Oh, right, have a heart. heart so, right? yeah. so maybe this is the thing, is maybe it's where you two like and appreciate the, the special effects in something like uh, Fright Night, Brain Dead, um, uh, Videodrome, which we've talked about, you know, that sort of thing. Which I And I did say when we talked about Videodrome, I did say the effects were good, but I couldn't deny it. Whereas I, for instance, I know you, the sounds of it, George, are not a fan of CGI. Well, no, when when it's used well, it is. Yeah. It can be when good. it's used well, yeah. it's fine. Well, it's, well, it's I guess I'm not, not well, and I'm not. I I guess I don't. I guess I would look at the stuff like eighty special effects, right? And I look at them and I think, oh, how ridiculous, right? Was I? But but what uh, was and and but I I would see modern CGI and be like, oh, that's you know that's like like you know like something like um my head is in my hands for <laughs> listeners no, so, so something like um life right which came out in 20 i haven't seen 17 that. that has an alien of some description in right and i'm like and I, I i i mean i like that story more for the story rather than but i'm sure the alien in it was you know was a good i thought was a good use of cgi something like for conjuring obviously there's ghosts and stuff in that so i'm like that was you know but i i guess whereas you might watch some of those films and be like, oh, I prefer, you know, the 80s special effects things. Whereas I guess I watch the 80s special effects, I'm like, that looks stupid. Whereas I prefer the modern CGI, you know. Okay, but like, for example, Life is apparently, I haven't seen it, but I've heard from, from sort of Alien fans, it's a bit of a cheap knockoff of Alien. Where Alien has an actual, has an actual practical Alien, which is so effective. And I think if I watched Life, I, I can't judge, I haven't seen it. If I watched Life, I think that Alien just looks much worse than the actual alien in Alien because yeah. it's actual practical and, effects. And I've not seen Alien, so but, I can't I just yeah. comment so, on that. But yeah. we'll speaking, speaking of life, I mean, real life, you know, practical special effects, even even though it was super novel in Fright Night, I think that that emulates real life more than CGI because CGI, sometimes you just know, unless it's they've fake, like, fake. Unless, yeah, unless they've used like, um, like green screens and certain sort of different little bits and pieces and they've been able to digitally enhance something with CGI, that could be pretty good. I think that's a really good, good way of going about it sometimes. Again, it can be, again, I just think that if someone was to so dramatically melt in front of you and it's almost like classical painting or whatever, or hyper-realistic painting. It's like, it's, 
if you can paint a portrait of someone who looks like them, that's fine. But if you can t- paint a hyper-realistic portrait of them, that's what the comparison is to what some of this yeah. weird gore is yeah. in these horror movies. It's just yeah. like it supposed just, to it just, get... It brings it home more as to what would happen yes, to that person yeah. if it did happen in real life because they are recreating real life as much as They're possible. They're trying to make it feel, you know. By using real like, effect. Oh. Yeah. 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 We're not convincing you at all. Do you see these special effects and feel gross? Are you like, oh, that's disgusting? Do you get like a viscerality? This will feel. No. Are you like? But you do. But you do. from fake CGI, which is over overused. Maybe I don't know. That's a scene. I'll be the I'll be the pro CGI person, and. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. a lot. Well, I don't know. We need to do a survey as to who prefers practical effects versus CGI. Well, of course, all the yeah. film people are going to prefer practical. I feel like it, say, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, yeah. I, I, I just feel like effect. these older horror films are not up my alley. I feel like. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like that's, you that's just... okay though. That's okay. Yeah, that's Thank fine. You. you know, you, it's you, you. <laughs> uh, I think half star hurts my feelings for this one, um, because I think there are. I mean, did you expect any different, that. though? Really? I mean, no, come on. No, no, <laughs> no, I didn't. Exactly, no. I didn't. I didn't. And 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 but to I, your I, point, I, if if you Jake would pick that cook thief film, I probably would have half side that too, right? So it's like either option wasn't looking good yeah so <laughs> Jay- jacob we, we need to not we need to not pick films like this things, <laughs> well, that, that's things, the thing. that, things that push the I'm envelope like, but then i'm sometimes on the other scale so like i i enjoy choosing these films because i know that i'm gonna really like it i know that you're yeah. gonna really like it george and i'm gonna hate I, it. I love these conversations <laughs> this is entertaining so hopefully the listeners are very entertained by the, the the polar opposites here yeah um, yeah which happens for exactly. but again on the other end of the scale these super like jason um pointed out all these other horror movies and i'm like i, I know these movies but i'm not drawn towards those movies because they they seem so to me from the outside you shouldn't judge a book by the cover but they, they sometimes seem so bland well like which like ones? looking which ones G- g- give, give me the list again. Okay, so life, for instance, I'm 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 in the outline on life, right? But considering a three point oh average on Ledbox, I have it at four and a half stars. I think it's fantastic. Now, as I said, I haven't seen Alien, so maybe if I had seen Alien, I would, to your point, George, be like, oh, that's a cheap Alien knockoff, which I have heard from other people, but I haven't seen Alien, so I can't. So I, I'm I'm going into it blind. I'm like, wow, that was fantastic. Something like for Conjuring again, I, I'm not really like ghost stuff but i'm the conjuring was a really good horror i'm like i was scared you know see the, like, the conjuring was... the conjuring like i watch i've watched a few of those movies they're okay i mean they like decline it... the first one's the best i mean the first one four stars great the second one has its problems but it's good the third one uh, i mean and then there's always spin-offs like i've seen annabelle it wasn't very good i have a nun on my netflix watch list which i'm going to watch soon actually because it's coming off netflix i predict that'll be similarly you know, like it's one of it's declining in quality, but I think I'm moving the first one is a really good horror, in my opinion. But I said you, Jacob, would probably watch it and be like, Oh god, that's stupid. This effect CGI, you know. I've gone on my horror list and I've sorted by release date and I'm looking at the new horrors that I've seen. And really, the only ones that I like are probably Titan, which I know you you hated, Jason, yeah, hate but, that, but that pushed <laughs> the envelope and I appreciated what it was trying to do. Um, maybe Midsummer or the or the Ariasta stuff. I think is is good. Which I don't know if you like them, Jay, um, Jason. Hereditary, I thought was alright, but I think it's overrated. And Bo is Afraid was interesting, but too long. I haven't seen that. But the only film, modern horror film, I love is a Korean one called The Wailing from 2016, which I think is fantastic. But a lot of them just strike me as just a like Jay, Jacob said, a bit like derivative. Um, bland reliance on reliance re, reliance on jump scares, um, sort of overuse of tropes, um, sort of the, the saturation of the market, um, over reliance on CGI. Those are my problems with modern horror. Yeah, well, it's like if I look from say 2010 onwards, right? So let's say uh, let's 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 have the last 15 years, right? So we'll say 2009 onwards, right? I have 12 out of my top 20 
have come out in the past 15 years in terms of horror as well. So maybe it's just a thing I've said. I know you guys much more push every older 80s horrors. I'm like, I found a lot of new horrors, which said is a mix of real life stuff and supernatural stuff that I've really enjoyed. So maybe it's just I respond better to modern horrors and I like the CGI and I like all that. And you guys obviously prefer the 80s special effects, you know. I think maybe it also comes down to like sort of modern tastes as well, because some of these older movies, people, even our generate generation gen z some of the new generations might look back at these older movies and be like they're really cool compared to all these newer ones where a lot of people that aren't into the older stuff like it's modern tastes modern audiences um that are enjoying all of these like annabelle and everything like that or the new it movies you know um they're more palatable yeah like yeah but, but, but it movies since very good example, i i thought i thought the it movie is really good the original yeah. one was pretty good um <laughs> but yes i mean that that was also good but i think the, i think the new ones are good too but... i just think there's a bit of a staleness and i'll say this for you jason i'm saying that with this like TikTok generation of 16 17 18 year olds the horrors are really sort of a bit boring and just geared towards really like basic taste which uh, I'm not saying you're a basic taste. I'm saying no, I am. I I'm saying I'm saying these this like basic the TikTok bitch. generation, this TikTok generation that can't handle <laughs> a lot of my favorite horrors are like reliant on atmosphere, the slow pace, the slow buildup of dread, the sort of um, from the shadows sort of thing like Halloween or although um, there's one I watched recently called um, Messiah of Evil, which is just 70s and it's just pure atmosphere, it's just dripping with atmosphere. And there's no major jump scares or anything, or just like it. I don't. It just seems like it's boiled down to just really basic horror plots that just aren't scary, or that I don't find scary, and they just appeal to these younger generation, which is what I don't like. Like the black phone and things like that. That's my problem with modern horror. Um, I just maybe I'm secretly a Gen Z at heart, you know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. Young do you do you have TikTok? Do you have TikTok? <laughs> no, I've never used TikTok. Once Maybe you should life, get. You I should download TikTok. I, I, I refuse to. You're use off the hook. Thing. You're off the hook there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're getting yeah, into, we're, we're getting good, into a, a good. Yeah, it's it's a yeah, good, it's good a, discussion. It's a good debate. <laughs> discussion. <laughs> but Jason's gonna yeah, cry I mean, after we're, this we're, episode. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna cry. George is probably gonna cry because I half started. Show me love, but yeah, I. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I've, <laughs> tears are running down my cheeks as we speak. Our first half star of a pod, well, my first half star of a podcast, and it's come two episodes into the new year. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, many more. Well, I, I hope not many more. I want to like these films. I want to enjoy them. What, what would you like? What would you like us to pick, Jason, in the future? What? What? what Something you normal. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> normal, normal like mainstream, a nice mainstream. Main, drama, no, we don't want to discuss you know. mainstream. We don't want to discuss mainstream. <laughs> the new Marvel movies. Let's watch. <laughs> let, let's watch no. the Marvels. Yeah. No, no, that's too mainstream. Should we actually do that's that? Too though? mainstream. We, like, we can choose like the Marvels wanna... or something. No. Well, I'm, a Marvel episode. No, I'm I, I'm going to veto that idea. Um... <laughs> do you do you want? A, do we need a mainstream podcast, Jason? Do we want a mainstream podcast? Yes, you I, you know, I'll, I'll start a one-night <laughs> podcast myself, which is just mainstream. Right. You two can do your own podcast, which is all the weird shit. Maybe we can alternate between a mainstream episode. This fortnight, I weird episode. Okay, well. The thing is, yeah. the thing is, no. And only The main. thing is, though, the funny thing is, most of what I pick for the podcast, the thing is, most of what, most of what I pick for the podcast, I don't even think is that weird like i i could pick weirder stuff for you jason please oh, do. Sure i could pick even weirder <laughs> like most of it's just it's just a bit alternative the stuff you know so i'm gonna still i'm gonna thing. keep picking odd stuff um but um but i know that but yeah. that's okay because we still get yeah. variety so that does not there's surprise. always going to be episodes <laughs> that jason has his pick george might choose something somewhere in the middle yeah yeah i'm always going to be the mainstream pick you know that yeah. right? like i'm always going to be the mainstream pick I could easily say no more Clint Eastwood, please. Right, that's fine. We can, but you can pick that. Okay, I'll (laughs) no Clint. Okay, wait, 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 hold up. I would disagree on that because I love, I love Clint Eastwood as well. So do I. I want to discuss Dirty Harry. That's fine. I am down to discuss Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry. So yeah, that that is one of a few Clint Eastwood films I have. I mean, look, my taste, my taste is so eclectic. I'm literally like mainstream art house trash. 
exploitation horror. I like that with the I, music. I can go from anything, so, you know, I'm open. <laughs> so, you've totally put it into perspective with me. I like that with a lot of music. I can be pretty snobby with some music. Um, very specific, and people get really confused because, like, I like this band, but not that band. But then with movies, it's like, I'm really specific. Like, I love a lot, a lot of different stuff, but I can get pretty specific because sometimes it's, I'm just, things just ruin it for me. That's fair. I just love a lot of different. If I watch a film and I love it, I love it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sort of discriminate if it's a trashy horror, if it's a trashy Kong, Hong Kong flick. You know, if I love it, I'm gonna be honest and say I love it, and I'm not gonna pretend like I'm some intellectual sort of art house guy, even though I have watched a lot of art house films. I'm not gonna pretend that just because I don't want to seem like I'm watching other stuff. You know what I mean? I just love That's what yum. I love. So I know that Jason is pretty hardcore contrarian, but I sound like a true contrarian sometimes. <laughs> I don't mean to be a contrarian. I don't, I, I don't dislike stuff for the sake of disliking it. I dislike it because I genuinely dislike it. I'm like, I am not an agent provocateur. I am just a man who doesn't like many things. <laughs> but we're two different kinds of contrarians. I, I think that I'm the one that says that I would argue this. I would argue yeah. that. Well, Jason's yeah. just like, I didn't like it. On the contrary, I hate it. I hate it. (laughs) You know, (laughs) but I like that. But the thing is, I'm on it. Like, if I if I don't like something, like the Black Phone, I am honest and will and I will say so. The thing is, I don't watch many films that I truly dislike or hate. Like, I've one, I've seen what two thousand and one hundred films or whatever, and I've seen I've got one, I've got one half, I've got one half star out out of those. You know, so it's. Yeah, but it's it's what people it's people's brains work. Maybe you're just a far more positive person than I. <laughs> sounds 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 Maybe like it. Maybe I'm just it. a negative, miserable person <laughs> no. who's just like half star this, half star that. I hate this. I hate. So what? So this was your second half star for this year, or like for the podcast? Oh, for the podcast. This is my first one this year. Yeah, yes, but I've given okay. like well, seven. I'm just going to make a seven tally. half stars out so far this year. It's yeah. official. I'm going to start making a half star tally for Jason. Like it, it, it's going to get big. <laughs> but you've given you've given six of them. I know, a lot of half stars. I know, I've been watching Trash. Actually, on your profile right now, it's on uh, 120. 10%, 10% of your ratings are half stars. The 40% <laughs> are one star. <laughs> no, see, that's the thing. It's like people say, oh, we've got 120 half stars. Well, like 106 to five stars, right? But nobody ever talks about them. This is the problem. I am forever known as the half star guy. By everybody and nobody the ever mentions is, my five stars. The thing is, the, the thing is, what I, <laughs> Jason, what what I will say is the reason people do that is because it's more your half stars tend to be more controversial than your five stars are because because if you because if you five star something then you like it fine but if you half star something that has a high rating it's naturally going to be more controversial for people so it's going to generate more discussion. That's what I will say. I agree, but I also want everybody in this world to commend me when I do give out four and a half if and five you, stars. If it's a film, because if it it's is... a film I love or like, I will. I put, I definitely will. You know, as I said, I'm honest. This, this is the trajectory <laughs> I think the podcast is going to go. Okay, Jason's got to be the half star guy. We're going to get him a T-shirt with a half star. Yeah, half star T-shirt. Yeah. I've been there for yeah. two years. I'm going to tally up these half stars. <laughs> I'm going to still make. I'll, I'll, I'll just choose movies that I think are interesting that everybody may enjoy. Yeah, pick pick what you want, and you're going to keep getting disappointed. I'm and, happy and we're going to talk about this list, it. like I don't know, in like two months. Yeah, every three yeah, months, know, something like grown. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's going to be a staple of 2024. Well, no, see, this is the thing. So, like, I was looking at the stuff you've picked, right? And I don't actually, like, a lot of it I've liked, you know, like, some of it I haven't liked, obviously, but there are a lot of stuff that I have liked, you know. Me. You picked Old Boy. Yeah, you, Jacob. Yeah, like, you, you picked Old oh, Boy. Right. That was great. <laughs> Um, you picked the house with jack built i thought that was an interesting film it was all right i didn't i didn't love it i didn't hate it i thought it was average but it definitely was good horror yeah i could appreciate what it was a very interesting film um videodrome again i could appreciate what it was trying to do i i liked i liked the effects i thought the message in it was very good um I believe it was you who picked Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That was me. Uh, oh no, no, sorry, no, 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 it was, was you. No, it was Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that was a good film. I liked that. Um, you picked Django Unchained. Good film. I like that. So you know, it said, but perception, but perception is never the reality. 
you know, but perception is I hate every pick. Because even I think that. I think, oh, my God, I hate everything Jacob has picked. It's awful. And I look back and I'm like, actually, I like a lot of the stuff you picked. But as I said, it's only because it your the low ratings stand out more it's natural that's only the reason why but it it is important to note yes you do you do like a lot of our picks as well so and i do like a lot of films overall you know so there's a lot of yeah you know i mean do i have more films rated at half a star and one star than four and a half stars and five stars yes but barely so that i can be generous when i feel we're deserving maybe maybe it's just like i have a higher like benchmark you know what i mean like maybe my benchmark for like enjoying things is much higher than you or Jake. I don't know. I would disagree because I would disagree with that purely because I also for myself have a benchmark for what I like. Uh, it's it's quite solidified, so I know. So I t- maybe I'm a I'm a more positive watcher, but if I I will rate something exactly to how I feel, I won't overrate it. Like I know what I like and what I dislike. It's just I tend to have a better idea myself of what I'm gonna like, so I watch films that I think I'm gonna like, so as to not waste my time when I'm watching films. For me, I just I just like to say um, with Jason, even though he puts out the half stars, he's still watching these movies and gaining what's called culture capital, which is when you gain a knowledge of culture, although he may not understand some of it because because you're still because you're still half starring the culture (laughs) but i'm watching it (laughs) you're watching it that's that's a plus at least yeah that's a plus (laughs) he's still gone through the effort and we appreciate all the hard work wraps it up episode 54 done and dusted very a very wide-ranging discussion as usual we don't know what the next film is going to be because we haven't picked it yet it's your pick next george so we'll we'll await We'll await with bated breath. Thanks for tuning in. Um, Review us, rate us, subscribe to us. We thank you very much. And we'll see you next week for episode 55.